This week on Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, we are back, and it's Pride Month. We have a lot of new Star Trek to talk about, including Strange New Worlds, some sad prodigy news, and just we're just going to catch up on life. Thanks for joining us. Johnson. Hey, Mike. How are you? You're like a stranger. I am good. I know. Well, we're a stranger to this podcasting thing. It's. I know. Uh, they're probably like, who, who are these bitches? Like, we're going right. to pop up in new episodes, and they're yes. going to be like, wait, this podcast still exists? <laughs> lols, well, lols. Lols, yes. Uh, well, we do still exist. We've just been on a slightly extended hiatus due to life. Um, I guess. We are back. Yeah, so, well, you've been busy, I suppose. I suppose. No, I have been busy. Ah! <laughs> it's definitely been more you than me. Let's just say that. I guess, sure. I, I, mean, I mean, I've been busy. I've been busy. I've been busy as well. So yes. it's okay. I mean, yes. I ran a marathon and I had a vacation and a birthday and mm-hmm. various celebrations and, and then work as well. And then by the time that this episode comes out, Pride Month will be over. So well, it's going to be a little delayed. We're going to get it under the belt. We'll get it in before Pride Month's over. Okay. But. I can't believe July 4th is right around the corner. I'm like, what is this? It's literally next weekend. It's crazy. Yeah, it's next Tuesday. It's crazy. I can't. Um, I won't. You won't. Summer's basically well, over. It is not. Stop that. It is not over. This is merely the beginning. It was just... We literally just a couple of days ago is the summer solstice. So I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, yeah, once July 4th hits, summer's basically over. It's before you know no. it, it's gone. No, fail, 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 it's true. fail. It's true. Oh my God. I can't believe July 4th is already here. It's like, goodness. Well, that's true. Uh, but let's, more importantly, what have you been up to in the time that we have been away? The last two months? Yes. I'm trying to think if there's anything that is of particular significance that our listeners would be interested in hearing about. Um, I mean, I don't think our listeners are interested in my work life. That's fine. <laughs> I've been on a couple of dates here and there. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh, I did go on a date with this guy, and he is, I feel, a bigger Star Trek fan than us. Than like, you? It, Maybe. Like, he just seems very hardcore. He remembers, like, the names of, like, every episode. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. He's even better at recall. I mean, we're also terrible at recall. But he was just very serious about Star Trek. And I really appreciate that. And it was funny. But when we got together, there wasn't a vibe. He was more Uh, than... He's a really sweet, sweet guy. Um, He very... You know, just, just, I would say like very 
easy to approach, you know, like very yeah, approachable. That's a word. <laughs> very easy to approach. Oh my God. English. Oh God. Approachable. He's very, he was very approachable. He was uh, very laid back, but I just wasn't feeling a vibe. So hey, you got to go with that sometimes, but uh... yeah. And then afterwards he texted me and he was like, Hey, we'll be interested in getting together again. And this is just the first date, you know, first date brunch. And I basically said that I wasn't interested and that I said that, mm. yeah, you know, wasn't, I was honest. I was like, we're not, you know, I, I we're, I think we're okay together, but I'm not really feeling a vibe. So yeah. Yeah. You know, good for you for being honest. I mean, that's a tough, tough thing to do, especially when you have some shared interests. So how serious of a Star Trek fan is he? Does he know all of the discovery titles for episodes? You know, we didn't he... get to that. We we didn't. Oh, okay. We we did talk about the latest episode, the first episode of Strange New Worlds, and okay. we had some discussion about that. And yeah, but you know, that just reminds us that sometimes having common interests is not enough. You need more. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's those intangibles that's really tough. You know, it's like hard to put yeah. on paper. It is At, for sure. That being said, one thing, one thing <laughs> I thought about, literally thought about was I was like, cause I was drafting my note back to him about, Oh, you know, like I'm not really interested. I was like, I want chat GPT, Jack GBT to do this for me. <laughs> like it would just make it so much easier. I did not use chat GBT. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. I did not use chat GBT, but I was literally very much thinking about it. It's, it would have been so much better. Like, just please tell this guy I'm not interested for me. But. You should put it into chat GPT now and see what it says. Oh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll come up with a fine response, actually. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So I think you've gotten so, ads for, like, one of those AI plugins where it's like, we will write responses for you on your behalf. Just tell us what you want to write and we'll do it. Yeah, I'm sure there's an app out there that does that by now. Yeah, so, so yeah, um, I wouldn't say there has been too many interesting developments in my life. I mean, you know, I, I have traveled a little bit. Unlike you, though, I've been traveling for work, so that's no fun. I was at a conference last week for work. Uh, Bethany Frankel was a keynote speaker, as well as Trevor Noah. I oh. thought they were both fine. I've never seen a Daily Show, so... I was oh, like, comedy Noah. specials are great. Uh, I really like them. And- I don't know. I don't think it's that funny. I didn't think it was that funny. Like, oh, okay. So, whatever. Interesting. And I networked. Look at me. I was exhausted, Mike. Networking. Oh my God. It takes so much out of me. I hate meeting people. It's ridiculous. Mm. But, you know, gotta do it. Gotta, gotta meet people. That's the only Good way to find it. Good on you for doing that. Um, I would, I don't know that I could do that. Oh, come on, Mike. You can. You can do it. I'm, I'm fully confident <laughs> that you can do it. You, you have okay. a bigger... I think you have a more of an extrovert button than I do. Mm, if you want to I turn it on. About that. I don't know about that. I've yeah. seen you at conventions, okay? You're like partying it up. You just see like one drink in you and you're like out there and you're social butterflying. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'll see you back in the hotel room. Well, I mean, it, the alcohol helps with the social anxiety, I guess. So, Oh, do you have social yeah. anxiety? 
I think so. Yeah, I think it's I just more hate more people. lately. No, it's, for me, it's social anxiety. For sure. Oh, uh, okay. I just don't like yeah, talking to people. Sometimes I'm just like, this is so boring. Oh my god. You know? Yeah, I think I think uh, that's one of the outcomes of the pandemic for me. Was that that just sort of increased um, social yeah. anxiety? Yeah. Oh. And not See, from my fear of getting sick or anything, because I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that. I mean, I've mm-hmm. had COVID twice now. Right. Um, right. So uh, you know. But the second time was much easier. I mean, both times were much easier than anything. But sure, the second time was easier than the first time, which was miserable misery. But right. um, so, but I still believe in science and vaccines and all that. <laughs> Definitely made it much easier to um, to deal with. But yeah, no, it, it's not about getting sick or anything. It's just about my own social anxiety. Yeah, mm, I never stopped socializing over the pandemic. No, you did not. <laughs> so I you was fine. But you know me, I'm also like, I love my alone time. I'm just going to go back now and not talk to you people because I'm not enjoying this conversation. So, you know, that's me. Yeah. But no, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to work on it, but yes, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think what else. I got a PS5. That's a big deal for me. I mean, I don't think our listeners care, and you're like, what? But Well, I mean, you, I, I'm shocked that you spent money, so there's the first shock. I did. But, I did. That's uh, true. What was the impetus for buying the PS5? Was it Star Trek Resurgence? No, it was, it was not Star Trek Resurgence. Star Trek Resurgence is available on like almost all platforms, so I didn't oh, need okay. a PS5 to get it. It was another okay. game that you're not going to know. So I was like, oh. I must play this game. What is the so. game? I mean, our listeners may know the game. Um, it's called Final Fantasy 16. It is. Um, of course I've heard of Final Fantasy. What are you talking about? I don't know. You're not a gamer, bitch. 16, though? I mean, honestly, 16. It's bitch, not like you're it's- not a gamer. I wouldn't know whether or not you know Final Fantasy from Star Wars. Like, how am I supposed to know this? You, you have totally admitted that you're not a gamer. I'm not a gamer, but I don't live under a rock either. Final all right, Fantasy. all right. Final Fantasy is pretty well known as a gaming masterpiece. <laughs> okay, so. whatever. I mean, it's a great game. I mean, it's fantastic. I am really enjoying it. I've been playing the heck out of it. Um, it is totally worth the $600. Oh, my word. <laughs> I sunk into the PlayStation. It's expensive after everything's said and done. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the accoutrements that you need to. I mean, including the game. All, I mean, the game. The games themselves are like seventy dollars now. Yeah. So not cheap, you know. No. Well, that's... so yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I think that's the uh, next biggest development. Oh, and then I went through this period where I was like fixing all the little things in my apartment that had been waiting to be fixed. So that was like <laughs> that was a great two weeks. Oh, that was wow. like I think late April. It was fantastic. Oh wow! Yeah, I am. Like, uh, yeah, I am shocked that you are handy like that. Number one. Oh yeah, yeah. There was like a outlet that was like broken. Like it wasn't. It was like a one of those um, outlets that it's a. It's like for wet, like a wet outlet. What do you call it? GF G's okay or something. And it wasn't working. I replaced the whole thing. It was. It was easy. Wow! Look at you. I replaced Very that. Very rich of you. Yeah. 
Very oh, so much, so much. I have all the muscles. <laughs> um, I replaced my shower head because that was having some issues. And um, yeah, there was just a few other things I just had to take care of around the house. Wow. Yeah, it was great. I felt so accomplished. I, I invited my dad down to New York. Uh, he'll be down sometime next month to help us do stuff around the apartment here. So Right, right. Your bedroom. Stuff. Stuff the kids bedroom. Beyond, yeah, the kids' bedroom and some AC and fans, stuff that I could not do on my own. So, And also I'm tacking on some other little things. We may build a door in our backyard. Um, door? To yeah. where? Narnia? Like what, what door? Yes, absolutely. To Narnia and to, <laughs> to uh, a potential fire escape. Because if you get into our backyard which mm-hmm. all of the fire exits on the backside of our building enter into, uh, you can't get out unless it's through our apartment, which, so you know. So where is this door going to lead? It's going to lead into the next yard, um, to the side yard, basically our same oh. building, just the yard next door to us. Did you, do you have to get permission from the building to do that? I mean, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to talk to the board about it or whatever, or board uh, person, oh. so. Okay. Just to make sure it's cool. okay, but. I mean, for a fire escape, I mean, it really should have been built in there in the first place. But, hmm. um, but yeah, so we're going to do that. I have a little bit of plumbing that I just can't figure out. Oh. So, yeah. This, plumbing issues. Can do all, my, yeah. Well, it's like our hot water in our kitchen sink does not really, it like drips doesn't it's not like you turn it on and like you get a full splash and then it's eventually all hot water now oh weird yeah yeah so i'm gonna have him look at that so uh, being yeah. a homeowner so yeah so then uh yeah i'll take him around to some sites in new york city we'll take him out to dinner bring him to all the gay bars yes that is not <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, oh my no. god, he should have come during Pride weekend. Oh my god, no. Could you imagine? I can't even imagine. That would be a nightmare. That would be my Honestly, Pride weekend nightmare. sometimes is even too much for me. I'm like, there's so many people. It's like, there are no shirts. I'm like, I'm leaving. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, it was Pride weekend this past weekend. And uh, I really enjoyed seeing all the different, you know, costumes and outfits. And yeah. Just everything. It was just a great, um, great example of the diversity of our community. Really, yes, yes. Um, and I, but, I'm I'm impressed uh, with the um, confidence that people pull off some of these outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I was on the subway to work one day. Uh, no, to yeah, to volunteer. We did a water table. At my okay. church and uh-huh. uh, for the Dyke March on Saturday. And I was in the um, subway and get into a car with a, I'm going to say a guy uh, who was dressed very beautifully, but mm-hmm. had no front to his pants at all um, and was wearing pink um, tidy whities essentially. And oh, wow. Uh, there was not a lot left to the imagination. And I was like, oh, you wow. do you. Um, wow. So, yeah. But he looked amazing. I mean, his overall outfit was just very impressive. So I was There like, we go. Yeah. So kudos to you 
and to everyone who has confidence to pull that off, I do not have that kind of confidence. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. It's a confidence thing. I'm just, I'm more of a prude. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm like very old fashioned when it comes to outfits and what I wear. I don't even like put on any outfits when we go to like conventions. I'm like, "Mm, that's too much. You know, (laughs) I'm just like, I'm just going to wear like a polo or button down from J. Crew. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not, I'm just like, I'm just very prudish. It's not even, I don't think it's like a matter of being, for me, it's not really like, oh, I'm embarrassed or whatever. Just like, I don't know. Old fashioned, yeah. I mean, for me, it, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just, but I did uh, so I did wear a nice shirt on Sunday, I like a flower shirt to kind of stand out and mm-hmm. be a little festive rather mm-hmm. than my normal, like plain blue polo or whatever. Sure, and uh, then I came back, and when we went out later, I wore my um, Star Trek diversity um, rainbow starship t shirt, right? Right, so, I like that t shirt. Uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, uh, I went to put something on, and I reached into my closet. and I was like, "Oh, I do have this." So I put it on. Oh, it's a nice shirt. I like it. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, I wish it was in a slightly different t-shirt color because it's kind of in this like heather gray. Uh, I love heather gray. I, I do too. <laughs> one of my favorite colors. I love heather gray. But you know, when you're going out, when during Pride, you kind of want something a little more poppy, maybe. I guess so. so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, so you you haven't done any traveling, but I get to see spend some time. No, I have, but it's from for work. I was in California. Right, remember? Right. Oh yes, you. Yeah, we came back from California, and you went to California. Yes, we crossed each other. It was yes. literally ships in the night yes. situation. Ships, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why we couldn't record last week, really. And then it was Pride weekend because yeah. you didn't get back till Friday night. Correct. That's so, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I didn't take that into account because when I came back from vacation, I was fully expecting to record and, um, yeah, but here yeah, we are, no, we're recording. Yeah. We're recording now, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's A for effort, D yeah. for output, but here we are. Yeah. I mean, we are on episode 109, so I don't think we necessarily get D for output. <laughs> D uh, for consistency, at least consistency are, in 2023. Maybe consistency, yes. 2023, yeah. yes. Yeah. 2023 has been a new, different year, yes. No. Yes. A lot well, what about you, Mike? What's been the latest? Yes, you ran a marathon. That was an accomplishment. Yeah, I'm really proud of running a marathon, so that was great. And then I had my birthday in Palm Springs mm-hmm. and came back to Boston and had party with my family mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun and then was really hung over on the way back to new york oh wow uh, you drank that much uh, of your family yeah yeah i would say i drank yes i drank consistent i was consistent with my drinking <laughs> for my party and i wasn't mm-hmm. as consistent with my eating so oh. Because I was socializing and just having a good time. So it was great. It was good. Um, good. Yeah. So, and it was nice well, to be away. San Diego. We really enjoyed San Diego. We enjoyed mm-hmm. Palm Springs. We want to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It was it was good to to get away. And then, yeah. 
Yeah, I really like vacations where you have a decent amount of downtime, which seems to be the case with your trip. It's like, obviously, you guys did stuff. I know you went to Joshua Tree, right? We did. Yeah, we did. We went to Joshua Tree. Like, that was off-ro- a lot of fun. like off-roading? Was it off-roading yeah, we, in Joshua Tree? Did, yeah, we did an off-roading tour, which was actually better than doing it on our own, I think. Um, right. So it was, it was great. And our guide was amazing. And... The other woman who was with us on the tour was great. It was just the three of us and our tour guide in a offer, you know, in a Jeep, I want to say. Should have get, uh, gotten that off-roading vehicle from like Insurrection or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was good. And then we went up the Palm Springs tramway and to the top. What the fuck of, is that? It's a, uh, I think it's, a, you know, it's a trolley well a car that goes all the way up to the top of this mountain okay which was extremely nerve-wracking for me going up i mean granted this cable this cable has been around you know doing it forever mm-hmm. and ever but still very nerve-wracking well i'm um, going skydiving in august to our listeners oh well, wow. did i know this mike no i, I, I did not know no oh yeah i'm going skydiving in august no i had no idea yeah would you go skydiving mike yeah, I think I would. I totally okay, would. so it's not yeah, a height yeah. issue. It was just like the cable was precarious or something. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it's just a li- Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would love to fly. I mean, I consider skydiving flying, and I've had flying dreams my oh, okay. entire life. Well, I mean, it's more like it's, you're falling. You're falling. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But I've had flying dreams since I was a kid. So oh, okay, okay. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, so I'll let you know how it goes. And, you know, I'm always happy to do it with you. Though if I die, you know, then good luck. Yeah, we need to talk about your will before you go. Ah! There's some <gasps> oh uh, discrepancies that we need to clear up <laughs> uh, prior to you doing this. Oh, um, my God. So, yes, we'll, we'll schedule a meeting for that. Okay, okay. Got it. Um, what else, Mike? What else has happened? Obviously, your adoption process has been chugging you along. It has. Yeah, we're moving forward. I mean, things are moving forward. And uh, yeah, we should have our uh, preliminary packet sent to South Africa in a week or so early, you know. So we're right on. We're very close to our initial goal with that. So we wanted it by the end of June. It's going to probably be just the first week of July that it goes out. But. Um, and then the official one takes however long it takes, but at least yeah. the, the um, unofficial, the draft one goes out. And yeah, so we start, uh, hopefully we'll start getting some kid profiles and we have, uh, yeah, we have a few uh, things to do here, not in the apartment, but I, I mean, we have to, we have to meet with an immigration pediatrician and build a relationship oh with them. Oh my God. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, I I want to look into some daycare options and all that. So oh, so much work, so much yeah. work, Mike. But it's different kind of work. It's not like it's not like disclosing your entire life work. You know, it's still a lot to like take care of. Yeah, know. but I I feel like disclosing your entire life in documents and you know where you've lived for the last thirty years and all of that is much more invasive than going and making an appointment with a doctor in the Bronx. It's just like a doctor's visit really. So, um, yeah. 
And then, I was talking to someone, someone about this because I was telling them about your adoption process. And I think he was like, you know, it's funny because when like a hetero couple decides to have a kid, there's no like vetting process. It's like, just, you know, just do it. And it's like, maybe there should be a vetting process. <laughs> maybe Absolutely. there should be a background check. Uh, mm-hmm. I would not be completely opposed to that, to be honest. It's like, at least like ask a question. At least do a basic background check. Like, you know, like just, is this a serial murderer? <laughs> like, so for example. Uh, yeah, no, after you know, going through no this, I, yeah, there is no control for, for heterosexual couples. And it is extremely. Uh, Unless you're China. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Well, they have a lot, well now that now it's two kids, but you, are you familiar with their one child oh, policy? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. right. So yes. yes, at least there there's some sort of state control. I mean, it is somewhat draconian and potentially dystopian, depending upon your view. But it's yes. like yes, it's, it's very strictly controlled in terms of who can have children or more, at least more than one child. So yeah, I I, I just think everyone should go through the tr- some of the training that we went through. I mean, right. it's really eye opening. Um, having to answer questions about why you want to have a kid and all of that, like really yeah. being thoughtful about right. why you want to adopt or create a child um, is, I think, super important. So, yeah, no, I'm in favor of more mandatory training and or vetting for for all people who want to have offspring so right yeah it's intensive it's intensive it's i you know i feel like i could literally go get a job at the fbi easier than it is to want mm. to adopt <laughs> um, well, so it definitely sounds like a process that i yeah. do not envy so well the process most of the processes or a good portion of the process is almost over for us thank god so, yeah yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, that's actually been the between that and training for the marathon that I ran, uh, that has been the big push of twenty twenty three. So, uh, what is yeah. going on in the background? There's some noises. Uh, I believe Dennis is cooking. Oh, okay. So I believe Got that's. Uh, but I have my noise canceling on, so I'm sorry that that is happening, but. I mean, it, it sounds like someone's like tapping something. It's yes. Raining. Other or or it could be. Is it raining outside? Because it could be the rain on the AC. That's also possible. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, um, well, since this is still a Star Trek podcast, um, <laughs> that's right. We should, talk, <laughs> we should probably talk about some Star Trek here, and a lot has happened in the last two plus months. A lot has happened, and yet we could not really discern much news. But yes, things that happened. Well, things that happened. Here's a few of the highlight or highlights, lowlights. I mean, at some point in the last three months, Discovery got canceled. Uh, yes, yes. Or the fifth season will be its final season. Uh, let's see right. what else. That did come uh, out of left field a little bit. Yes, yeah, because. A few of the cast members, I believe, including Wilson Cruz, was saying how they were getting ready to film the sixth season. Right. So that and now they're going to go back time. and film some wrap-up stuff for the series. So. Right. I mean, they're probably already done at this point. No, I think they're going to... Uh, no, Are they still doing? No, they haven't even done it yet. I think it's happening oh. in September. I don't think they've changed oh. the date of them going back. 
Um, so there's that. Um, oh, and then, yeah. hello, we have the Section 31 movie. That's like old news at this point, but was it yeah, in the last few months? I think so, yeah. It was the after... Section 31 movie and the Star Trek Academy series? I feel like the Star Trek Academy series was said... It was, remember, it was said before uh, First Contact oh. Day. There was that, and then the Section 31 thing came out after the Oscars. So, yeah, we have those two things on the horizon. Also, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of her name? Mariner is on the writing team for um, Academy. Yeah, for Academy, yes. Yeah. It's kind of cool to hear. Tawny Newsom. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I do not know how I feel about the Academy series. I do not like the setting. I don't like the 32nd century, mm. um, personally. But that's we know that's when it's going to be set. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I watch CW shit, so I might like it. But if that's the demographic they're going for, it might not be for everyone. I don't know. Yeah, it might not be. And not every show is for everyone, really, to be honest. I mean, we watch it because we like it. We like right. Star Trek and we have feelings right, about right. it, which, um, you know, but if it's if it's sort of on the side of like, so I used to used to watch. I, I finished Arrow. I finished with oh, yeah. Arrow. I watched Arrow throughout. Arrow the was so season. good, but then it started dragging after a while. And it's like, oh, my right. God, it's over. Well, after the after the five years and then they created this other gap or whatever. Right. Um, that's when it got a little rough. But I did watch it through the end of that, and then I sort of fell off after that, especially, um, even with The Flash, which I watched at the same time. The Flash uh, I watched religiously, but eventually it got kind of boring. Episode okay. And it just wrapped its final episode right. in the last month or so. Um, but if it's if it's in the vein of Arrow, if it's like Arrow, then I, you know, it might be interesting. Uh, could be, yeah, yeah. could be. But well, or it might be more like a Gossip Girl, XOXO yep. Gossip or um, yeah. Archie. What's the Archie? Uh, Riverdale. Riverdale. I feel yeah. like it could probably lean more towards Riverdale. Unfortunately, it could lean, yeah, sure. Or Elite, which I know you did not like. Um, but I couldn't really get thing. into Elite, but I, you know, I see clips of it still on Instagram from time to time because there are some. The first season of Elite was so good, so good. I know you can yeah. do it, but it was like amazing. I mean, yeah. Um, all right, so there's Starfleet Academy that's happening. Then there's the Section Thirty One movie, which I right. actually think is a good plan rather than that's fine. Yeah. That is totally fine. I do not have an issue with just a one-off. Yeah. Totally okay. Yeah. And with Michelle Yeoh on it, um, you know, I think that... She's that's- a busy woman. I'm surprised that they even closed the deal, honestly. Because it was, like, I, I, in limbo for forever. I, yeah, I think... Yeah, well, a lot of things have been in limbo forever. But I, I feel like she has always been committed to doing something... And so but it's, it's not, not just up to her, right? Like, especially given where streaming is now and sure, the next news yes. item that we're going to be talking about. I would not be shocked because they specifically said that there will be season two of Prodigy. And mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if they're like, Academy series, just kidding. We decided not to do it. You know, like, 
I would not put anything past Paramount Plus. No, I wouldn't either at this point. So it'll be interesting whether we see, you know, I think we'll definitely see the Section 31 movie because that's Michelle Yeoh and that's going to be sure. a um, attraction for people to to do. But yeah, it's a question of, well, so the other big question really is, at least with Academy and any, actually, the whole industry right now is on kind of hold while the writers are on strike. So, right. Yeah. But that you know, is the more, it, it really does go back to the more existential problem of where streaming is nowadays and the profitability of the industry. And yeah, basically all these streaming platforms are in debt because they spent years and years just putting money into content. And now they're like, wait, we don't have subscribers. Where's this money going to come from? So it's kind of a bigger yeah. issue. And that's what, um, you know, that's what part, the part of the writer strike is about them not getting enough money because yeah. these writers are writing, they're working on shows that have like six episodes, you know, eight episodes right. versus 24 episodes. You know, it's just like a completely different model now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's not sustainable living. We need more, we need more commissions. You know, we, we need, you know, we need to be paid more consistently, but the streaming model doesn't support it. So it's kind of a problem. Yeah. And also this whole idea of writer's rooms and pitching a show. I mean, they make you flush out a show and then they put it on the shelf for a little while or it takes a while to get approval. And then by that time, you know, six months, a year has passed. And to get that writer back in or to, you know, Mm-hmm. that content is no longer necessarily theirs. So then other people are brought in to take it from there or whatever. So, yeah, I, it's uh, but overall, I mean, what this has done is it's pushed back any new, you know, any new programming. So there's going to be, right. there's going to be a gap that we're going to be looking at probably within the right. next six to 12 months of nothing coming out. You know, or however right. long people, however long they're booking content up to. Um, so, you know, I think the last time that this happened, right, we had a lot of uh, reality TV shows kind of come yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, we the did. The woodwork. Um, and I am not interested in watching those, so. Um, well, now we have, I feel we have more foreign content because of Netflix. So you yeah, have, like, more, you know, you can always go and watch a K-drama or something. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot more out there's there. There's a lot, actually. There's a lot of foreign yeah. content I've not watched that's supposed to be really good. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe this uh, will be an opportunity to dip into that library. Who knows? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, oh, wait, I forgot to also mention I'm almost done with Babylon 5. That was a big accomplishment oh, for the wow. past two or three months. Yeah, okay. so... I got, okay, so spoilers for our listeners that may have uh, watched <laughs> this 30-year-old television show. Um, so I spent, I burned through, like, after I get, got to season two, I burned through season two, three, and four. Like, yeah. I ate it up. Yep. Um, and now I'm in season five, and it is, I'm slow, I've slowed down significantly. Like, yes. Because all the big stakes that they were setting up in season one with the dictatorship of earth and the shadow war, all, you know, mm-hmm. the, the geopolitical aspects and also like the, the you know, the galaxy wide aspects 
were all resolved in season four. So I'm like, I've lost a lot of forward momentum. Yes. And uh, I have, I'm like three episodes into season five. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, that was back in the day where they didn't get readily renewed for season five. And uh, so they did. So depending on how you're watching it. So technically at the end of season four is the, what they've now tacked on to the end of season five. Um, well, it was like finale. this episode where they like, well, at least when I was watching it on Tubi, it's this episode where they like go like a million years into the future or whatever. Oh, like, okay. No, that is not the finale. So there's a, oh, uh, no, it's not. I want to say it's called sleeping in light or sleeping in the light. Oh. And so I think it's technically the, now they've put it at the end of season five as the fina- oh, series finale. So, um, yeah, so that's, you know, back when I watched it first run, that is how it ended. And then it came back for a surprise season five, which was very different. Um, and yeah, there's like a new captain on the ship, on, on Babylon 5, yeah. rather, yep. station. And, um, yeah. yeah, like, now it's, all, now it's about the telepaths, which I'm, like, a little bit right. less into. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, we'll have to However, chat about that more, but let's get yeah. back to Star Trek. Sorry, sorry. It is a really it, good series. It is. I, I agree. But and there's a new there's a new animated movie coming out later right, on Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say, I see a ton of similarities between that and Deep Space Nine. There's like a lot. Yeah. 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 But I yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I, yes. I, I, I oh watched, my god. Yes, but I watched them both simultaneously and had no. no I mean, they're good, but I could see just so many similarities, like thematic similarities, character similarities, storyline similarities. You know, so that's interesting. Yeah. I can see why there was like a lawsuit. Why yeah. Not, so. Yeah. Anyway. So back to the news. Uh, the latest news, I guess, there are two two things. One uh, is Prodigy has now been canceled, and as of today, Monday has been removed from Paramount Plus. I so this news came out on Saturday or Friday, Friday or Saturday. Friday. I was Friday. screaming at you. I was screaming, Mike. Like you're screaming <laughs> right was, now. Yeah, I was like Mike, and then there were like. 10 exclamation points after Mike. Yes. That's Johnson screaming in Slack. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that came as a shock. And then I started watching it on Saturday again. Shocking. I wanted to give, I Shocking. Wanted to give some news. And then you told me this morning. Um, it's gone. It's on, and I went on my Paramount Plus subscription that I pay for Paramount. Thank you uh-huh. for removing something that I was in the middle of watching. Again, I know. So yes, uh, that's really unfortunate. They are shopping it around for another provider, and I guess right. Dan Hageman has said that they will finish season two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they're going to finish season two, and they're going to shop it around. I'm concerned that no one's going to take it. Like no one buys it, and if we will ever see season two, like I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a that's a potential um, 
that's that's that I feel that is a potential outcome that no one decides to actually buy the rice to air it. Yeah. Um, and it just never sees the light of day. That's unfortunate. Um, and we know from precedent that what who was it? Warner Brothers shelved an entire season of Batgirl or something like that. Or a it was movie. a movie. It was a movie. Movie. Yeah. For tax reasons, they shelved it and right. That will never see the light of day, apparently. So yeah, because they basically felt that it was so bad that it would make negative money. Like it, the the amount to actually the amount of money it takes to release it, and the amount of money they would get back marketing everything and then the tax implications they would it would be like a negative so mm. it's cheap it would be cheaper to just never release it yeah so what do they take the loss on it as a one-time yeah. loss or what do they do you yeah know? i think i think so yeah just the loss on it versus like a future loss or something mm. interesting so yeah so hopefully that does not happen to prodigy hopefully some smart um Service will pick it up. At a, I know. I hope so. It was so good. I yeah, love Prodigy. I do have to say that I just don't know if it like ever penetrated the popular mainstream. You know, it just, it just. I feel like Picard season three kind of did that. Like I feel like everyone was talking about Picard season three. Like I felt it was yes. like everywhere. Like the press was the press is talking about it. People were talking yeah. about it. There were like billboards everywhere. It was literally like people were just talking about, it. you know, it was constant. Um, yeah. And it kind of, you know, like TNG, if you think about it, TNG back in the day, on average, over 20 million people watched an episode like of TNG, which is crazy. That's like in, in, in terms of ratings. Like, and nowadays. it was syndicated. It wasn't even it was on syndicated. a major broadcaster. Right. Granted, like... <laughs> the amount of options, the volume of options back then was more limiting, but over 20 million people watch DNG, like on average, each episode on average. Um, so yeah, it's like kind of going back to that where people were just talking about it, you know, like people were excited. Uh, people really got amped up for this final season. I just feel Prodigy's just never, I mean, not to compare Prodigy to Picard or TNG or whatever, but it just never really reached a level of discourse. You know, I just, uh, sure, when we like talk to the fans at like a uh, convention, people will watch it, but I just, I didn't know any, I mean, maybe I didn't know the right people, but it was, it was, uh, I just don't know. And it was hard sometimes because it's like, who is this for? Is it for the Voyager fans? Is this for the kids? Are the kids going to be kind of lost because the you know they're not shipping to Cotin Janeway, they're not Johnson, you know, like you know who is the who's kind of for? It was kind of tricky. They're trying to straddle this line. I loved it, but I'm very niche, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. You know. Yeah, we don't know the future of it really, and uh, it's unfortunate that more people didn't gravitate towards it more hardcore center Star Trek fans. Yeah. I just, I yeah. I don't feel yeah. the Star Trek fans were that into it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and maybe, I think a lot of them were dismissive of it because it's just, um, animated. Yeah. 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 I mean, and lower decks is different because lower decks has the, you know, more adult animation, you know, that, that kind of style and that kind of humor is different. 
But yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not sure I've ever found an audience. Well, hopefully it finds a second wind, not unlike Deep Space Nine did many, many years later. So hopefully that will at some point happen to Prodigy. And See, my problem is, though, like if they don't get to resolve these storylines... This is this will be the first time where we have these like big threads that are just like unresolved in a Star Trek series. Like, where is Chakotay? Like, you know, will he be saved? And if we don't get to see season two of Prodigy, how does how would the character be approached in the future? You know, literally the Memory Alpha article like ends. He's stuck in the fifty years in the future. Like, you know, like. What can future writers do with that character? You know, they need to resolve it right. somehow. This is the problem. So now, like, Janeway is kind of in limbo. Like, Admiral Janeway might be in limbo. Chakotay might be in limbo. You know, that's kind of an issue. So Yeah, for two major characters on, uh, on this. But maybe, maybe the hope, maybe the answer comes with Star Trek Legacy, if that comes off the ground. Maybe. Um, that's uh you know that can be something that brings about that resolution uh you know and they'll just say it passing like oh yeah Jamie wants to save him he's fine <laughs> like maybe just they just wrap it up somehow I don't know yeah I mean you know maybe it's a two-parter where the Enterprise G is sent to wherever to rescue Admiral Janeway and they go on a mission to bring back Chicote who knows who knows uh, uh Yes, bring them back into the present time. Although it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know Janeway's around because they she's she was mentioned like eighteen times in Picard season three, so she she's alive and kicking. Oh, Um, so oh yeah, so by the time of Legacy, whatever happened is resolved. Yes, essentially. Oh, so forget forget my idea then. I guess unless they go unless the Enterprise G goes back in time to save them, I don't know what's going on. Um, well, you know, people more than create more creative than us can hopefully help to resolve this problem. Yeah. Well, if the creative people go back to work with a deal that they that will take care of them. So hopefully. Who yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. So there's there's that news. And the only other piece that came out this week, which I'm personally excited about as a fan of audiobooks, uh, and specifically Star Trek audiobooks, is the, a stitch in time is going it has been recorded, but there Andrew Robinson is going to read a stitch in time, which is the book he wrote back in the days of pocket novelizations. No. Um, and so that is coming out in August with him. I wonder how that book. deal got worked out that Andrew Robinson would um, do the audio book of such an I old mean, book. At this point, but he he wrote the book, so I, I understand. Know. But basically, someone had to say yes. Someone had to green light it, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's coming out, so I'm glad it was green lit. I'm excited yeah. to listen to it. Yeah. And uh, love Andrew Robinson. Yeah. I love Garrick. Yeah. 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 Great character. A, uh, a early day queer icon. Right. That was not monikered as such correct um, correct but is now sort of being reinvigorated with this idea that he was probably gay and 
Right. Um, right. Which, you know, looking back on it, seems obvious, but... I guess I never really saw that, to be totally honest. But I can see why people think that. Yeah. Yeah. It never... It never I it never struck he never struck me as a gay character, but sure. Actually, it didn't for me either. But I like having it be reframed in this way a lot. Um, I think that, and it does make sense looking back at it. Obviously, thirty years ago, times were different, and um, oh, so different. Know. Of course, yeah. of course. So, um, the world has significantly changed in 30 years, although we question that on a daily basis as our rights and human rights are limited more and more. Right. So, yeah. but I'm excited. I'm excited to listen to it. I don't remember. I'm sure I read it at the time, but I don't remember. I don't remember think I read it. it. I, yeah, I don't think I read that one. So, um, I remember having it. I remember possessing the book. So, it may even be somewhere in my storage of books. I don't know. All right. So, I think that rounds out most of the news. I'm sure there's little bits of pieces here and there. Resurgence came out, which you said you played. Yes, I played through it. Um, Yeah. No, actually, pay money for it because I wanted to support Star Trek. Yeah. So I was like, I will put down my hard-earned cash, my hard-earned latinum, and pay for this game. And it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was pretty well done. It was kind of glitchy. I have some feedback for the developers. Like, there are some <laughs> issues. Like, there are moments when you open up your tricorder. Like, there are these moments when you get to scan stuff. And you open your tricorder. And it's supposed to, like, initiate, like, oh, you can do a scan or whatever. I couldn't close the tricorder, and then I was just stuck in scan mode. And that was very annoying. Like, literally, I had to, like, physically turn off the game and restart it. To, oh, to wow. Like, that's, oh, that's not good. Bad. That's not good. Um, there are some glitches like that, and then there are glitches when, like, people say the same thing twice. It's, like... It's just not, it's pretty polished for the most part, but there are small things like that that I'm like, oh my God, they should have done more QA on this Mm -hmm. game. That being said, the story is good. Um, You make, you know, it's a storytelling type of game. It's, you make these choices that dictate the outcome of what happens, yada, yada, yada. But it's, it was more epic than I thought it would be. It, It got pretty... Um, like, oh, there are like galactic consequences, <laughs> like that kind of thing, you know? Uh, it's very, it's very interesting. So I would encourage everyone to play it if you haven't picked it up. Um, it's available on multiple platforms, um, PC, Switch, Xbox, um, PlayStation. So they are definitely making it as, you know, accessible as possible. So yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Um, and it feels like you're playing through a season of Star Trek. I know that other podcasters have said this, but it really does feel like you're playing through many, like many episodes. Um, cool. How long? Uh, how long did it take you to complete the game? I would say probably like eleven hours, 10, 11 hours. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, about like about a season's worth. Yeah. Like um, yeah. of gameplay. Yeah. It's totally a, worth it. It's a re- reasonable investment. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like forty dollars. Um, yeah, it's worth worth the entertainment value for sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah, recommend it. Support Star Trek and uh, Star Trek gaming because there honestly aren't enough Star Trek games. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Let's move on to our next little bit. Um, I don't think we ever got around to doing a recap or our final thoughts on Picard. We can we can table that to the next episode and jump right into Strange New Worlds. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go with this? Oh, I can talk about all of it. (laughs) Is that too much? It might be too much. We're already almost to an hour here. So are we? Goodness. You know, Uh, this is what happens when you take a two, three month hiatus. That's true. We do have a lot to catch up. Why don't we table Picard for our next episode? And hopefully we won't have any news to talk about then. And we talk about... Hopefully not a lot of cancellation. That would be sad. That would... Yes. Let's not... Let's hope that that doesn't happen. But let's... um, Let's jump into two new episodes of Strange New Worlds. Yes. Um, All I can remember is the Ad Astra. Okay. Okay. I actually took notes so I can meet us in this discussion. Fantastic. Okay. You lead okay. us in this discussion. That'll be great. Okay. I was like, you were, I felt like you were like rummaging for notes or something. Uh, it's not. I have no notes. Um, you were rummaging a, in your brain. You're rummaging I in your was brain. rummaging in my brain. We are okay. out of practice with this and we had okay, so but much. Whatever. This is also kind of on brand because we would also occasionally just start recording and have no idea what we're going to talk about. So it's fine. What's wrong? Your dog? Needs attention? Is this what's happening right now? Are you on mute on purpose? Oh, okay. Got it. Um, oh my god, he's so needy. I don't understand. Just put him in a cage, Mike. Put him in a cage. We don't have a cage for him. And yes, he's the biggest lap dog ever. And he's been good for an hour. I've, we've been recording and he has not bothered me till now. So All right. Um... um well, but, yeah, lead us into fine. Strange New Worlds and talking about these two episodes. All right. All right. Here we go. Um, so the first episode that we have um, of season two is The Broken Circle. Um, a distress, oh, can't speak. A distress call from Lieutenant Noonien Singh compels Spock to disobey orders and take the USS Enterprise and its crew into disputed space risking renewed hostilities with the Klingons in a bid to aid their shipmate. So, courtesy of Memory Alpha, thank you for the summary. Mike, have you ever had to steal a ship to rescue a friend or crewmate? Uh, I have not, uh, to date, anyway. I mean, it's to date. still early, you know. Uh, you never know. There's still time. You know, the, the trope of stealing the Enterprise is one that we've seen many times in yes. Star Trek. So, yes. not a new experience. Uh, but, yeah. Um, what did you think about this being the op- season opener? Um, well, first of all, Ethan Peck got bigger. I'm like, oh my god. Like, he got jacked. Oh, did like, he? Oh. Yeah, he definitely got bigger. I was like, yeah. Um, but, uh, I thought this was good yeah i thought this was good i liked it i did not love it um 
I I didn't mind that Pike wasn't Pike didn't have a huge part to play in it. I actually didn't really even notice like when I was watching it for the first time. I I wasn't like, oh my god, where the fuck is Pike? Because honestly, the ensemble was so big that you know it was right. nice to get some more screen time with everybody else. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, it was it was um yeah I, I kind of thought that was good. Um, I thought that it was interesting that they decided to not tackle the Una situation and have this happen first. Um, I thought that that was interesting. I'm glad we got Lon back. Um, yeah, overall, I thought it was okay. I mean, like, I, 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 I had some thoughts. I sent you some of my thoughts. I, I did think that this was a little over... I mean, there's so much Spock and Chapel shit. Like, and I just don't... It was so melodramatic. I, I just can't, like, can't stand a melodrama. There was crying. I was like, oh, my God, this crying. I'm like, why is there always crying? Like, <laughs> there was always, like, tears or on the verge of tears. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I, I don't need this much emotion. Um, but then I'm, I'm frustrated because, again, like, Nurse Chapel is basically just defined as being Spock's accessory, which I find very frustrating. We get a little bit more of her, like she's, she wants to apply to this, like, oh, I don't yes. know, this program this on Vulcan program on Vulcan. Yeah. But it's kind of almost just like, uh, I, that, that doesn't like give her more character. It's almost as if like, I just need to get away from here for a minute for like two months. Um, because I can't be around Spock all the time. It, you know, like, she's being defined by her relationship with Spock or non-relationship with Spock. I find that to be very frustrating because I feel Nurse Chapel is capable of so much more. I don't like that. Um, I do think that there were some interesting aspects to this episode. The whole idea that, um, you know, they explored that, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of members of the crew have, like, PTSD from the Klingon War, for example. I thought yeah. that was interesting to dive into a little bit. I thought that it was kind of cool that um, they had this whole idea that, oh, there are people that want war because they can profit from it. And they discovered this conspiracy. It, it felt very Star Trek six to me mm-hmm. a little bit. Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, like peace is not good for business, you know, peace, you know, and there, right. and you get these like, you know, this conspiracy happening to, provoke war or prevent peace. And it felt very, very Star Trek six. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was good. You know, I, I did have qualms. Um, if we dig into certain aspects of it, like the super soldier serum that just came out of nowhere. And like, it's like, Oh, okay. I guess. Oh my God. The fight scenes. Oh my God. Okay. I think that fight choreography on Star Trek is very hit or miss. Like sometimes it's good. If you have, Michelle Yeoh, it's like good, <laughs> like you know, like okay, if Michelle Yeoh is fighting, good fight scene, you know, like because I remember some of the scary fight scenes were really good, and it was because Michelle Yeoh was an every one of them. Yeah. Um, this was a drag. It was like they were just like fighting these Klingons, the corridors, everything was slow mo. I was getting bored. I started just looking at my phone because I was like, oh, they're still fighting. Oh, they're still fighting. They're in a new corridor. Oh, they're still fighting. It's just like got really boring. Um, 
and there were just moments like that that I was just like, we don't need this. Like, and why do they have the super soldier serum? Where where it's coming from? It's kind of distracting. Um, so yeah, I mean, there were definitely issues, um, but overall, I thought it was fine. What about you, yeah. Mike? Uh, yeah, I agree with you on the the fight scenes were a little. Um, uninspiring but as you were talking i was kind of thinking about it and i'm like but they're medical people so they aren't like they're you know the super soldier serum as we're calling it you know Mm -hmm. um only would enhance someone who you know would give you better than average fighting skills if you were already above average and you took Mm -hmm. it you would be like michelle towards michelle yo level as she is at, at a base so i think my problem like, is they spent so much time on it like i don't expect them to be martial artists but it was literally like not only long it was also mostly in slow motion so which is a directing choice so i was just like oh my god we're spending so much time on it and like if they just you know did a super soldier, super soldier serum and like fought their way and like got into the airlock like you know and it was like one one quarter. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, it was yeah. literally three quarters. It was like three different quarters that they were like fighting yeah. in. Um, they just spent so much time on it. That's that was my problem. Yeah. Um, my so I I want to come back to. Well, I'll give you my other problem with it. It's the whole idea that there's another. There was a cross field class. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Saucer just hanging around, being ready to repair and. I, I have not gone back to episode what four of Discovery to see what the explosion of the sister ship yeah. to the Discovery the was, ship, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I find it hard to believe that there were pieces enough together that could be fit back together and look like a. Because to my knowledge, those were the only two vessels of that class, so I thought that that was a bit yeah, of I don't a know. stretch stretch in that area um but that was my only other real issue with it Uh, and it sort of looked like the franklin from star trek beyond which is the kelvin universe not even our own universe oh um so there's that um but i did like to focus on um on mabenga and uh chapel i did like Mm -hmm. that um i did like some of the comedic moments i I actually really do like Pelia as a very interesting character. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's been a lot of talk online, you know, on different podcasts, um, which thanks to you and thanks to some of our guests, I have expanded my listening. Uh-huh. There are a lot Star of certain podcasts, man. There are. Uh, but so I'm, I'm particular about my, my listenings. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, so, you know, I, I actually really do like her and the character. Um, it's actually the only thing, one of the few things that I liked about episode three, which we're not going to talk about, but... Um, <laughs> uh, we can't talk but, about it yet, Mike. Yeah, I can't talk about it yet. Um, but I am, uh, you know, I enjoy, I think she has a nice different spirit to it. I want to see her interact with Pike. Um, mm-hmm. and see what that relationship is like. 
Um, but the way that she and Spock had, and she knows Amanda, which I think is interesting. That was interesting. I like um, that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But, I, you know, I loved how the whole crew conspired to steal the Enterprise or the, the command officers yeah. uh, agreed to steal mm-hmm. the Enterprise. I thought that was really good. I, I was impressed by Spock's impetus to do this, which mm-hmm. shows that this is a much younger and kind of more riskier Spock than we saw in what we would consider the TOS era. Um, cause it, we're still pre TOS with this. Um, but so, to your point about Polly, I like that she was able to deduce that oh, yeah. if a Vulcan's doing this, it must be important. Like, you know, she was able yes. to kind of figure it out. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. To your I point just, about both Polly and, and Spock. Yeah. Um, their chemistry was really interesting. And I like that. Um, yeah. I actually liked how the whole crew, including Mitchell, um, gets involved. So we have the uh, Asian. Oh, finally, something for this woman to do. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. So that was great to see. Um, I liked the callbacks that Celia did for Uhura, uh, holding up the earpiece. Uh, yeah. The, the, I'm doing it for our listeners. I'm, I'm doing yes. it. Wait, she's. <laughs> this, is a, this is an audio podcast. <laughs> See the ridiculousness of Johnson. Yeah, that's what she does. I'm doing it correctly. You are doing it. Yep, you are doing it correctly. Yes. Uh, Spot on, spot on. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought that that was great. Gosh, um, does that cover everyone? Oh, and then we meet Lon on this world where she has found um, the girl's parents that she went to reunite. Uh, yes. And it's interesting that there's this dilithium world that the Federation and the Klingons share that they switch out monthly. So yeah. I, I thought that was very interesting and very something that I don't, you know, I, I don't know how odd. That, I don't, yeah, I don't know how that jives with uh, Star Trek history, but um, it's fine. Um, yeah, I I didn't critique it that much when I first watched it, but I then I then read some commentary that how it yeah. makes like no sense, yeah. like how little, like how from a just from a governmental and like from a jurisdiction standpoint, how little it could work, how how little it made sense, and how like it could not work rather. Yeah, so certainly. I was like, oh, that um, makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really jive. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I think it was a good adventure. I think, you know. It looked great. The episode looked really good. Fantastic, yeah. Between, Uh, between, what, Starbase 1? The planet. It looked amazing. The planet. Yeah. The rings, whatever it was that they were hiding in. Yeah, I thought, I thought all the, all these characters got some great screen time. Um, I didn't, just like you, I really didn't miss Pike. Uh, yeah, I barely noticed he was gone. And then people talked about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he was gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, apparently, um, he was busy having a baby. So. Oh, is, oh, yeah, is that when, yeah, that's when born. his daughter was yeah. born? Oh, okay. yeah. So it was around that time. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. Um, mm. Okay. But I think it fits in with also him going to get number one's friend to... Right, yeah, they made it work. Yeah. yeah. So they made it work work on that end, and as we'll get into with the next episode, I thought that the next episode didn't really reflect on what had just taken place 
while Pike was away getting this person to defend Una, um, right. which I thought, you know, I know that this is this ep- this show is very episodic, but I think some like little connection would have been um, acknowledgement in the next episode about what happened in this episode. There was right. Um, so, uh, and Pelia, I don't even think was in the next ep- in the next episode. I don't even think she was in the room watching the proceedings. Yeah, I so, so. I think so. um, just some continuity pieces there that just didn't fit for me, but, um, yeah, it's not like completely ignored, but I feel that it was kind of like as if it never really happened. Yeah. So, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, no, it's, but yeah, thought, it's like I thought it was a good I thought it was a good episode. I don't know if it was a great season opener, but uh, it was a good episode. And um I enjoyed yeah. it. You know. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I it wasn't I, I feel like I obviously very different. I enjoyed the pilot of season one, episode one more. I thought that, that yeah. was, you know, really strong. It really set the stage for the season. Yep. Between uh, you know the the whole the whole thing with them saving Una, and then right. really kind of putting out there why you know why the Federation is what it is, um, and the values of Starfleet, you know, and then also the overarching story for Pike setting that whole thing up where he's he struggling with his destiny. Like they they did a really good job in the pilot of setting up the whole season. This I'm kind of like, okay, so is this supposed to frame the season? Something, you know, there really, I didn't really feel that there was anything that. So the framing the is the end of the episode, right? That two second bit, 2015, yes. 22nd bit with April at the end, showing the unknown right. born ship entering yes. Federation territory. So yes, which, uh, the, um, we can discuss more offline sure, <laughs> um, in sure. terms of the uh, pay, uh, the payoff, but um, yeah, no, I thought that was that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. I thought that that was an interesting choice. Uh, yeah, there was a interview. Who's the show? What's the showrunner's name again? Oh gosh, uh, I can see oh. him, but I can't think of his. Got you with your pants down. He basically just said on an interview that you know he is. Well, I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth and um, it might be a little bit too reductive, but essentially that he respects canon if it's convenient. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, I, I just, well, I, you know, are, are the Gorn going to be this like big thing, I guess, but it's like, I wish they would do something different as well. They seem very fixated on the Gorn, and I'm fine with that to a certain extent. But, you know, it's like, sure, I guess we can... I'm not like a canon, like a, a fixator on canon. But sometimes if it's like too much... Gatekeeper. What was that? You're not a gatekeeper, right? That is that what gatekeeping is? I think so, yes. Is it? Is that what okay? I mean, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just like, you know, res- I'm kind of like respect canon when, you know, I, I mean, respect canon for what it is, but don't, I feel like he's almost going out of his way to like, you know, like 
like kind of like not abide by canon in in a certain way. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how I feel about yeah. that. I feel like it's just something new. If they do something new, like, you know, I don't know. But, you know, they, they really seem to love the Gorn, so. Well, and I, I think the Gorn provide a fascinating um, enemy, one that we're not, we're, we aren't very familiar with except for what we saw last season and and in one episode of uh, of TOS. So I think that it's a, it would be it's a great it's a great enemy that they can do in this time frame before all the things that happen in you know TOS with the Romulans and the Klingons which to your point though you know that so they brought in the Klingons in this episode which seems right. completely out of left field other than you know Klingons kind of are uh, are good attractions to bring people in to watch watch the episode so um yeah well shall Um, we move on to episode two any other i think we've covered this episode pretty well yeah i think so yeah i think we covered most of it you know we we talked about the drama we talked about mbenga we talked about the klingons the gorn um pike not being there yeah we think we covered most of it yeah let's uh let's talk about una and uh an episode that is already making history in a lot of ways is uh, already been monikered as an iconic Star Trek episode. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about this episode online. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, Well, I can start us off. So episode two is Ad Asha Per Aspera. I do not know if I'm saying that correctly or not. Too bad. Uh, Commander Una Chenrali faces court-martial along with possible imprisonment and dishonorable dismissal from Starfleet, and her defense is in the hands of a lawyer who's also a childhood friend with whom she had a terrible falling out. Again, from Memory Alpha. I thought that was okay. Yeah. That's, that's an okay yeah, summary. That's, that's More good. or less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike, have you ever been court-martialed? I have not, No. Oh, okay. Um, Good to know. Have you ever been in court? Yes, I've been in court. Uh, in what capacity? Uh, as a victim, as... What? Yeah. Um, Wait, why? How? Wow. When? When I was a kid. I was a kid. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, I was bullied and... Oh, yeah, tell us a TLDR. <laughs> Give us a TLDR, TLDR. version. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, w- I was waiting for the bus. This kid basically put out his cigarette on my face. <gasps> what the uh, fuck? Yeah, I was a junior high. It was junior high, and uh, yeah. So yeah. There was oh my god! Wait. So then, what happened? Uh, you know, I still went to school. I, I don't. I don't remember a lot of what happened. I don't even okay. really. Other than yeah, there was some you know, visits to the sheriff's office and all this stuff that, um, yeah. Oh my God. I didn't know the story. Yeah. No, I, I, until you brought it up until I didn't really, that's why it's hard picking. I have not thought about this in a long time, like 30 plus years. So, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. So do you remember the outcome? Uh, I mean, there was was a, did you shoot him for assault? Like what happened? Yeah. I don't, we didn't sue. We, I mean, he just was 
put into court. I mean, I, I you know, he was a juvenile. I was a juvenile. So it's, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's probably, um, you know, anything when typically when you're under 18 is after you reach 18 is typically locked up, uh, locked away. So you don't mm-hmm. actually carry that into your adulthood. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, I don't remember too much about it other than there was a restraining, I feel like there was a restraining order and, mm-hmm. you know, a few, you know, interview, you know, interviews and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember too much about it to be honest. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I hate teenagers. Yes. Well, oh yeah. So when I say I was bullied as a kid, I am not lying. I mean, that was only That's one instance, but terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, I hope he's. I hope he's dead. That would be all <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> so I don't even know the kid's name. I don't. I barely so you can't remember. Even, you can't even stalk him. To see no, if would, he's yeah, alive or dead. I really don't care. Yeah, I don't care what his current. Um, I care. I want to know. <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. So, yeah. So, I've, you know, I've been in court. I've, you know, I was in court for uh, my first divorce. So there's. Oh, that. okay. Yeah. So yeah, our listeners those are the know two that times story. that I've been in. Those are, those are two of the, I think those are the only two times I've been in court really. Wow. Uh, two more than me. I haven't been in court. Um, the closest I got was what, during jury selection and I got into the courtroom and they had like, 50 people in the courtroom and they started asking questions. Like they kind of go through the interview process and then we got dismissed. Like I, I don't remember all the details. This is when I was living in Queens. So it was uh, the Queens court, which was like deep in Queens. I had to travel you, far. You must be due for another. I mean, I feel like I'm due for another jury selection here. Shortly. Yeah. So this was, this was a long time ago. I feel this was like, I feel it was like 2009, 2010 or something when I was living in Long City in Queens. And it was only a few years in when I was living in the borough that I got called. Ever since I moved into Manhattan, I haven't gotten called. So I, I mean, I've been, been called once and I was actually in the jury box and I, I was asked some questions, but I did not get chosen. So, Oh, wait. Uh, so what happened? Uh, I think... So the question was, it was a case around a cop and, um, and, uh, the question was whether you could, did you have any, have you had any, uh, interactions with a police police? officer that Uh would, uh, that that would taint your, that would taint your opinion. Exactly. Yes. And I, I was honest and I said, yeah, I had. I don't even remember what example I gave, um, but I said something, and so I think it disqualified me. I was not a. Um, were you honest, not, or did you make something up? No, I was honest. Yeah, I don't. Um, you know, and this was long before you know the current discussion. I mean, this was probably eight years ago. It was long before the current discussions about police and about police brutality and such. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, now I don't, you know, if that same kind of case came up, I would absolutely have opinions about right. that. I would not get chosen. So, um, well, you didn't get chosen again, then either. So, yeah. So, 
Um, yeah. So that's yeah, that's my journey. But I feel like I'm over. I'm like it's been eight years at least. I feel like yeah, it's been seven years um, for me. I, I feel I'm overdue as well. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's something to look forward to this fall or this summer. Hopefully not. I mean, we'll see. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So this courtroom drama was really well done. And yeah, uh, I you know everybody is uh, going crazy over. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce her name, and I apologize. I want to say Yeteti. Uh, performance as Nero, Nira, uh, but she did a phenomenal job. And, she was really uh, good. Yes. And if you, and just a shout out to the Sci-Fi Sisters who had an amazing interview with them last week. And oh, really? You should give a, you should give a listen to that. Yeah, because she's a, she's a fan too. So that's uh, you know. Oh, she is. Good. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, and she had a blast recording the episode. So. Which oh, I can oh, imagine. Cool. With it, you know, that's the one thing about this cast. I think that if you were a guest star on this show, you are just raving about the camaraderie on this show. Um, hit the ground running. This show has been has had the camaraderie that you know I don't think we've seen since mm-hmm. probably Next Generation, to be honest, and that crew. Um. You know, no offense to any of the other franchises, uh, any of the other uh, series, but uh, you know, I think with Picard, you see the the enduring quality of this of mm-hmm. that cast, right? Uh, and I think Absolutely. that this cast uh, rivals is the modern day version of the Next Generation crew. And they do, they and they do have a lot of chemistry. I really appreciate it, and it's it's on it's and like off a fr- screen. A f- it's not it's not you know fake. Not fake. Oh no! I feel yeah. No, they they seem to enjoy hanging out, like Mm -hmm. and you know just chilling together, which is really nice. And that's always nice to see. Yeah, I like that. But definitely on screen and off screen, I think their chemistry is really noticeable, and it really does help that they give them all kind of a moment to do stuff, like you know, and it's not just one person show. I think that really helps that. It's yeah. episodic and it gives everyone a time to shine. It, you know, I think it, it does help build that character dynamic because you give these people opportunities to engage with other castmates that they may not usually, you know, yeah. which is great. But no, she was great. Nero, the Nero character was a re- really strong. I really liked her performance. Um, and yeah, you know, I can, I'm always appreciate strong female perf- characters. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, Una, Rebecca Romaine did an amazing job in this episode. I don't know the actress who plays Captain Patel, but I don't know uh, her. I don't know her real name either. She did a great job. The Vulcan, mm-hmm. the com- the Admiral slash Commodore, whatever Vice Vulcan Admiral was, or whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. He is he's scary. He is yeah. uh, not friendly looking. No, no, not not friendly uh, at all. It definitely and definitely had it out for Una. Uh, and Pike. He had it right. out for Pike. It, it wasn't yeah. even Una that he was going for. He was going for Pike. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to come back at some point. Um, and we're going to see some something along that line. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, 
And also, so this also explains why maybe, what is it, the Broken Circle was first episode? Because we needed to get Lon back for her contributions to this episode. Sure. Um, So, uh, you know, that makes sense in a story timeline perspective. Mm -hmm. But again, the way that they use Stardates in this show. Uh, I've given up on that, Mike. Oh, it still bugs me whenever they say star date. I'm like, oh, what is it? What Whatever. Is it's just like a it's, random number generator. <laughs> it, it really is. Like, at you this know, point. Let me just, let me just uh, ramble off four numbers and a point two and be done with it. Like, it, they probably, the scripts probably just no say XXXX dot X. And you just fill in your own favorite number that week and play the lottery with it. Whatever. I mean, uh, maybe they're playing to the maybe they're playing to the whole idea where the TOS star dates like then transition to the TNG star dates with the five digits, and it's like, what's happening? I don't know. Yeah, but were the TNG ones made sense. They were okay. in order. were they sequential. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. First first season was four one zero zero zero, and then. Season seven was four seven zero zero. That's so weird that they made that decision for Stranger Worlds to just, I mean, not have consistency. Like, yeah. I don't get that. Yeah, because that's really know. simple. That's not yeah. hard. Yeah, but maybe because yeah, who knows? Maybe because TOS was all over the place. Um, they decided that Stranger Worlds should be all over the place. Maybe, too, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the fascinating piece of this episode for me is that Una turned herself in. But right. also how all that, by doing that, it triggers, all had triggered all these things that right. uh, Nira had set up in her argument. Uh, so, yeah, I was listening to this other podcast um, because we both listen to so many so other subject podcasts, <laughs> and uh, they had some legal experts on. Um, oh who, wow! Yeah, yeah, and that kind of ruined it for it for me. Like this episode for oh. me, the, I actually really enjoyed this episode too. But they dug into it, and they basically dug into how none of it makes any set any legal sense, like whatsoever. Oh really? Um, yeah, it was really interesting actually, and it just kind of makes me like think like why do they have like legal counsel like you know on like like it's the same way they have like a scientific you know counsel on you know to basically consult um when oh, they right, right, have, right, yeah. know, when they have science or whatever you yeah. know would they have like because I wouldn't expect like a you know like a Hollywood writer to know all the legalese um necessary for it to make sense. Um yeah, obviously sure. they're there to write a good story. You know, but they might need help. So would they have like a legal expert come in to be like, hey, can you help us figure out the charges that make sense? Like, for example, uh, the uh, the additional charges of like sedition. Right. Like they charge her with like two counts of sedition or whatever made no sense. Like the sedition is a plot to overthrow the government. And it's like, how does that make any sense? And they basically just like charge her with it without like probable cause. Like they have they presented no evidence that she tried to overthrow the government. Um, and she wasn't even given a chance to mount a defense against it's just like surprise, 
here are the charges. Like, there's like, they kind of broke it down. I was like, oh, yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense, um, which is really fascinating. I do think it was acted well, which, you know, so I can't speak to the legal aspects of it. Um, from a pure emotional argument standpoint, I was like, oh, this, you know, it's, it's compelling, it's good drama. Um, but, uh, you know, apparently, like, from a legal perspective, like, you know, it, from start to finish, really, it, it it didn't really make a lot of sense. Like, for example, at the very end, they were like, there's no way that a lawyer would not tell their their client that, oh, I'm going to mount a defense for you for asylum. Like, you know, it's just like she's like, surprise, you know, surprising everyone. There's no way a lawyer would just like, oh, you know, this is this is like, you know, twists, you know. Um, yeah. Like they would work with their client to kind of like, here's how I'm going to approach her defense. Um, so it was kind of, obviously it was done for the drama, right? That's like, if you, because the, the lawyers on this podcast were also saying like, yeah, like honestly, like a re- if it's really like following like how like things in court actually work, it'd be really, really boring. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a fair point. Yeah. So sure. yeah, no, I thought that I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that the acting was great. It was great to get Una more her background. Um, you know, it was an amazing presence. Um, I do wish that the Illyrians were a little bit more alien, you know, in general. Like, you know, like this goes back to, I think this was one of my complaints about the season. Like the Lanthanites, the Illyrians, like, oh my God, everyone's so human looking. You know, it's just like very unimaginative like you can do all this like uh like if you could literally like if you literally were a species that you manipulate you know part of your culture is to manipulate your genetic code it's like wouldn't you want like more like you know more more anything you know um it's just interesting that you know like oh it's just like very human like you know they even like they're uh their outfits are very, you know, maybe it's cool, but it's still very like human, you know. So oh, I thought the I thought the costumes in this episode were really good, though. I thought I thought her, the, I thought Nira Nira's costumes were good, but it literally, I don't know. It, it kind of just like it just remind it's it just like also kind of reminds me of like a power outfit. You know, like, it's just, like, a cool yeah. power outfit. But it wasn't, like, oh, like, yeah, she's, like, an alien from another planet, you know? It's, you know, but it's a cool, like, warrior power outfit, you know, with some, like, glitter or, like, you know, whatever. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought it was good. You know, I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, like, if you, I think if you scrutinize it too closely, kind of, like, oh, you know, potentially falls apart a little bit. Yeah, probably like all all things in television, even. Oh right, like the science stuff, you know, like yeah, yeah, you know, like exactly. Get too Not everything is yeah. So, you know, we're here yeah. for the drama. We're here for the characters, and I think that's uh, you know seeing each of the you know Mabenga, um, Lon, and Spock speak about Una. I thought that was really powerful mm-hmm. and really well done. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I thought that this was, uh, all of it was very 
I, I thought it was really well stitched together. I, I thought, you know, the even when it all came up that, you know, Pike already knew four months ago, I think that's where the sedition piece came in, if I'm not mistaken. That's where that was the No, so they the, so now so um so basically they they gave her a plea deal and it was like if you resign or whatever, um they'll avoid jail time and then she declines a plea deal and then they basically are like, All right, then they up the charges. They two counts of addition and then twenty years in the Federation penal colony. That that's what they're going for. That's at the very beginning. Um and, well, this uh, Vulcan has it out for them for some reason. No, 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 for sure. It's just like, but it's just the charges don't make any sense. Like, you know, like the, the certain piece of it doesn't make any sense. Like they don't give any probable cause at the very beginning. If you're going to charge someone, oh, there yeah. needs to be like, what, wh- why are you charging this person with sedition? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the evidence? What's the probable cause? Well, I think you that know? that's what I was saying is the evidence was that Pike held on to this information and kept it secret for four months. And well, then he charges him with conspiracy. Like sedition is like you're trying to overthrow the government. Yeah. You know? So, but I didn't know what sedition was, by the way. Like I was like, oh, okay. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um, so, oh, you know, again, I enjoyed this episode. I thought, yeah, no, I think um, overall, like, I, I thought it flowed really well. Again, really love some of the drama. I like that we got some background on Nira and Una, like, you know, and I, I kind of want to know more about their relationship and their friendship. Um, it does seem to be more than yeah. meets the eye, uh, which I kind yeah. of got the impression of. Um, yeah. That's, that's, I feel hand. like hinted at that. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. There was some hinting at that, which I was, I was on board for, you know, and I, was, that's great. Yeah, and there was definitely a little bit, and oh, we didn't really talk about this um, when it comes to episode one, but there were a lot of LGBTQ allegories in oh, episode yeah. one, and this episode too, like the yeah. you know, like you don't want to hide anymore. Um, P- uh, Pelia was like, oh yeah, when I came out, like, Amanda was one of the first, one of the first people that I came out to, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and then the. Um, the girl that uh, La'an went to save, her parents were both women. Like, there's a lot of LGBTQ yep, yeah. representation um, yep. that, uh, yeah, some a little more blatant than others. Um, yep. But definitely in this episode, too, there was, uh, you can definitely see it through a specific lens and mm-hmm. kind of see that, you know? Yeah. I like. Well, I mean, if anything, Star Trek is great at giving us uh, sci-fi stories about contemporary issues. And uh, it does a great job with it in this aspect, I think, this time. Hiding yourself and all of that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was, um, I thought that was, that part of it thematically was definitely really well done, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Anything else about this episode? I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. I feel like we have more to talk about for the first episode. Yeah, I think I need to really go back and rewatch this again. I've watched it twice. I watched it. Oh wow! Look uh, at you, bitch! A uh, uh, while back, and then I watched it last week again on Paramount. Um, and yeah, I feel like I need to watch it again and just re- after I've listened to people talk about it more, and as if we talked about it 
more um i want to go back and like pick up on more things and just really appreciate some details in the episode but um definitely a stellar episode and uh yeah uh, i you know people are already putting it in the uh company of the drum head and mm-hmm. measure of a man and court martial and uh so I, I you know those are that's pretty high accolades for this episode so um i uh, i'm here for it and I, I think they did a great job with it um despite all of the things that you bring up about the legal oh yeah no accuracies and whatnot i, you know. I literally listened to this podcast like two days ago and i was like oh man yeah i guess it doesn't make any sense like i was because they were pointing out just like like other than like the very legal stuff they were just pointing out like just like you know logic mistakes and i was like oh yeah i guess so huh mm-hmm. so was, yeah if you like think about it too much it's like oh you know like it's hard to it's harder to enjoy it so maybe sometimes it's easier to like just turn your brain off and like just go for the ride yeah, you know so, i mean yeah exactly sometimes it is for sure uh I, yeah exactly i do think that one thing that this episode was it was difficult was you know you you know that this law cannot get overturned, right? Like, you know that it's not going anywhere because obviously 200 years later, it's still in effect. Um, and one of the things going in, I think for both of us probably going into this episode is how are they going to get around it? Because we know this law does not get overturned. You know, this is not a Roe versus Wade situation. Um, it stays in effect for a couple more centuries. So, it's like, how are they going to resolve this? So I do think that how they went about it was interesting. Like basically like, she's like a, you know, one off case. Um, right. Yeah. But not precedent setting, you know, like, it, you know, like in any, by any means. So I, I do think that that was a interesting, like um, needle they had to thread that they, but it's also they, they a Starfleet court of justice, not a federation thing so the federation yeah it does not this would never actually really probably have affected is this starfleet law federation law i mean it was in a starfleet jurisdiction this was but is it uh, i don't know but anyway i don't want to get lost in the weeds here but it is definitely a starfleet court it's not the no no it's definitely a starfleet court yeah no i'm just wondering like well the Illyrians aren't Aren't members so of the Federation. They're not part of the Federation, so, you know. Yeah. Which but is why is it, she can get asylum. So Right. But um, it's a but it's a feder but it's a federation rule, right? Uh, uh, code of justice. I don't know. No, the code of justice I thought was a Starfleet code of justice, but maybe it's a federation. I mean the Federation hasn't been around for that long when this episode has happened. Like a hundred hundred years? Hundred years, yeah. So, so, yeah, um, yeah, I well don't know. Well, there are smarter people out there who will correct us and hopefully let us know that we are wrong about something. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure we're wrong about many things. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's no, I definitely it's definitely a Federation court. Absolutely. I mean, sorry, Starfleet, a Starfleet court. Sorry, yeah. God, even you know, like, not like messing it up. But I, I do think that sometimes, at least, even in the show, sometimes they conflate 
like the two. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. All right. Well, um, shall we wrap it up for Yes. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about our sponsor who we haven't yeah, talked absolutely. about in months? Months? They've, they've released a lot of great products in the last couple of months. So Fansets is the premier sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. And uh, head on over to Fansets, put a bunch of pins in your cart, and there are a lot of new ones out there since we've last recorded. We've got some new, we've got a new Star Trek XL Enterprise D Masterships. Uh, pin which is gorgeous we've got some new star trek the universe of star of trek pins including gwyn uh picard uh and jayla oh and culber so lots of lots more deltas and as i see right now there's the new 30 years anniversary pin for deep space uh deep space nine which is uh, currently sold out, but uh, add it to your wish list. Go on over there. Get notified when that's back in stock. Uh, I'm sure they're making more of those. And tons of Deltas. Lots to choose from over on fansets.com. Head on over there. Put a bunch of pins in your cart. If you spend more than $30, you're going to get free shipping in the U.S. And if you add the code TREKGEEKS, all one word, you'll get 10% off your order. And we want to thank Fansets for being the premier sponsor of the Truck Geeks Podcast Network and Deep Space Pride. Thanks, Fansets. Um, so side note, according to memory alpha, um, <laughs> genetic enhancement. I was looking it up. I was looking it up. So genetic enhancement or augmentation was forbidden by Federation law. Uh, okay, there we go. Yeah. So they're like, um, no thanks. No thanks, augments. We don't want you. That's what they're saying. I mean, there's a lot there, including lawns issues which are still somewhat unresolved so yeah i'm that was one thing i was is she augmented i mean by ancestry is she i I don't feel that's clear right that she has any abilities is she stronger i mean we saw a fight with her and una in the first season which would say that she can tap into extraordinary fighting abilities i guess so but she was also yeah she was also like Delirious. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. okay. More, to, I, you know, I think the augment issue will continue to be a through line for this. I, I mean, we have a Union Singh as a main crew member. Right. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Anyway. Um, well, okay, why don't cool. you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with us and correct all of our mistakes and misses and. Yeah, so I was just about to do that. Thank you very much. So, yes, we would love to hear from you. Um, We are barely active on social media, but if you try to reach out to us, we will maybe, perhaps, potentially see your message, DM. We're much less busy now, so we will have, we'll get back to you in some form. Sure. Um, You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Deep Space Pride, or you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast and you're like, wow, they still exist, um, we would love for you to give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And obviously subscribe if you want to hear our future potential podcast episodes that may or may not come out. 
Now they'll yeah. come out. <laughs> yeah. We'll, cool. we'll get back into this. So, that, I mean, mm. we have a lot of new Trek to talk about. And, yeah. Uh, well, after Stranger Worlds. So, after Stranger Worlds, we have, we have Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. And then we're not getting... Uh, we're not getting Prodigy. We're not, yeah, we're not getting Prodigy. So, so that I could be a not. long break. That could that be, could, you're right. Yeah. yeah, that could be you're a right. long break until what? Like, you know, Exacerbated like, I guess it's by the strike as well. So Right. Be, I mean, you know. Discovery, again, I you're saying that what, they haven't done, they haven't finished filming. They're not going to finish filming till September, but I don't know if scenes are written. Who knows? Right, yeah. So the future yeah. is unknown, but yes, yeah, we are. Well, post production uh, can still happen. Like they can still like wrap up the like as long as the scenes have been filmed, they can still kind of do the VFX and things like that. So that's yeah, I think time. maybe we'll get a split season with Discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, if they, now that they now that they realize that they're not going to bring Prodigy on, yeah, because uh, it'd be weird we'll to some... yeah, because Lower Decks would what wrap up in like September or something? Uh, I, I want to say like October. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. and then yeah, it'd be weird if it was like just no such for months and months, but who knows? But who knows what the future looks like? Right. But they did say discovery is coming back in 2024. So maybe they'll bring it back a little right. earlier, give us half the season and then come back for the second half with once they, I'll filmed. take it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. Um, All right. Cool. All right. Well, it's great catching up, Mike, because we never talk to yeah. each other. Yeah, we don't. Not not at least no. every day, almost. Yeah. Um, but we haven't gone this deep in Star Trek in a while, so I know it's been a, it's up. been a hot minute. Yeah. So yeah. it's been it's been nice to catch up. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us, and we'll see you here on the next episode. Bye, everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.